0: Greetings love. Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. I bet I got your intention with the title of this podcast, right? So I'm giving you fair warning. For those of you that do have your children listen with you, I think it's the coolest thing. And, you know, I'll be honest, I don't think I would, if I had children, I don't think I'd be sheltering them from anything. I would be teaching them about everything and then teaching them and guiding them all along the way. But for those of you that do not want to explain what an orgasm is, I think you should just um, uh, pause this if your kids are around and restart it when they're not. First, I want to just invite you, if you have not yet, hopped on my website, juliatreat.com, And um, if you enter your email, you actually get a very special morning and evening meditation that I use. I use every single morning, every single evening to start my day and end my day. It's important that we, you know, as we shift out of our old stories, that we do things differently. So one way to do that in the morning is we call in our team, we get filled up with the light, we send our team out in front of us, we let go of control, we let go of anxiety, we say, Jesus, take the wheel. I've been saying that a lot lately. And then we go about our day and we let our team, our spiritual team, our massive fucking team, help us, bring things to us, open doors for us, bring us or introduce us to the, the next person that's going to help us on our path. And then at night, we really need to let go of it all. This meditation that i have we we give our burdens our our worries our concerns we give them to our angels and we ask them to take care of things to bring the perfect solution while we sleep so hop on over there if you have not gotten those yet those are also day one of my 28 day spiritual boot camp you get something from me every single day to help you shift into your new story and you can find that on my website as well just Again, JuliaTreat.com. Hover over "Work with Me" and you will see a button that says "Spiritual Bootcamp." Super, super low priced at ninety-seven bucks, and it is a, is worth at least what the old price was, five fifty-five. So, okay, enough of that. So, I wanted to talk about orgasms because this is such. You know, I'm always saying. God, what do we do next? What's the next thing? we got to help people get past. What bullshit story are they carrying? And so I wonder how many people said, oh, my God, she's talking about orgasms. I don't even know if I should listen to this. (laughs) Or some of you, like me, would be, I can't wait to fucking listen to this. So there are so many bullshit stories that we are carrying. And again, whether it's from past lives, from this lifetime, I'm going to cover both areas the past lives and this lifetime to give you some examples of why or what could be blocking you from understanding, first of all, the importance of having, having orgasms on a regular basis. Do you know that being in the orgasmic state is like the highest vibration that you could be manifesting in? now? I I say that. That doesn't mean, like, go around and and have orgasms 24 hours a day. Like, hey, whatever. I'm not going to say don't do that. Whatever floats your boat. But it is, I I listened to a, a podcast from Abraham. Esther Hicks channels a group of beings that they call themselves Abraham. And someone had posed a question about orgasms. And forgive me, but I do not remember the details or the exact verbiage that she used or that Abraham came through with but it really they did highlight the fact that when you are having an orgasm it is like the closest to being in God's I, I mean I'm saying God's space but I don't know that that's the, the phrase they used but in that connection with divinity so where do I want to start I know it someone commented on iTunes that I am all over the place and I had to laugh Because I am. Because I got a lot of shit to say. that (laughs) So I I tend to veer off and come back and all over the place. But then I also have other people that comment that they love that this is unscripted. I just hop on and start talking. Because I've decided that my life is going to be really fucking easy. That includes hopping on a podcast and just starting to talk. I'm not going to waste time scripting out or bullet pointing things that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to say today we're talking about orgasms. All right, well, let's see what flows. So um, where do I want to start? I guess I'm going to start with, of course, the stories that we are, that have been ingrained in us in this lifetime, whether it was as a young child, you got caught, you know, as they say, pleasuring yourself, which I, that's, a, that's a really awesome term now as an adult, but as a child, you know, so many have been shamed into, you know, the thing that they're doing, that that's not what they're supposed to be doing, and that they're dirty or they're a bad boy or bad girl, whatever. So that will start it right there in this lifetime. That could cause some major issues. And then whether you're raised in, you know, that you... Um, you can only be with one person your entire life, or it's till death do us part, or I, I pray that someday that gets taken out of marriage vows. I, I, there's no way in hell I would ever say that. But however it starts in this lifetime, perhaps something happened to you young, and in the area, whether you're a male or a female, and you were taken advantage of, or molested, or raped, or whatever, then it can affect that area to actually keep you from desiring orgasms. And it can also keep you from having them when you so want to, but you can't, or you get almost there, or they're just not fully, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that you want to sing or yell, oh, God. Okay, so that's, I'm sure I'm not telling you anything new, at least maybe I don't think i am but maybe i am maybe i'm maybe you're like holy shit that is what's keeping me from this pleasure center that god created in us to enjoy i wonder how many religions teach that it's a bad thing to tap into i mean i know some of the catholic i don't know which catholics but i know you know even with priests some priests have to take that vow of celibacy and again i'm not religious religion bashing I'm just saying God gave us this amazing thing, (laughs) this amazing feeling, connection, um, vibration, holy shit, that really um, is such a gift, right? Quite a gift. And for those of you that are not experiencing orgasms on a regular basis, I am going to start praying for you right now. I'm asking angels to surround you, to help you get over or heal from whatever it is that's keeping you from them. So that you may experience them on a regular basis. So I met a woman at a Tony Robbins event. She was from another country. I take that back. She, hmm, you know what? I'll be honest, I don't recall. I think they live in the United States now, but I think they were from another country. Like, um, She was Asian, but I cannot remember what country. But she had been married for... 20-something years. Okay, so here's the thing about Tony Robbins' events. He will always, I don't care if you go with a group of people, he's going to always have an exercise where you split up and you meet new people. I love that he does that because, number one, you have to get out of your comfort zone, right, because you're with your bestie here, and I'm going to stay with you, and we're only going to share our deepest, darkest stuff with each other. When he's really saying, and he does say fuck a lot, he's like, fuck that. You're going to get a new partner. And your partner might change 10 times. But a lot of his events, you have the same partner for the event, for the entire event. And you're supposed to sit together, find each other, eat with each other if you can, that type of thing. So this woman that was sitting by me, she was my partner. And, you know, it was Date with Destiny. That was the program that he had. Oh, my God. It was so much fun uh, that I hope to do Well, I know I will be doing it again. So, in one of the exercises, we're talking about areas of our life, like what what areas of our life still need, you know needs tweaking, needs improvement. And Tony says, you know, he's always improving all areas of his life. And I hope you all realize that we're always up leveling, I am too. whether it's my money stories, my love stories, my career, my it's OK to have fun and lay in the sun and not do a damn thing and expect money to come through stories like those are. That's my favorite story recently, because I have, like I said earlier, decided my life's going to be easy. So easy means the money rolls in while I'm relaxing. So we had to talk about it in her. And then we had to we had to we had a journal we had to write down in each area. You know, they give you so much time. They play music. He gets you in a meditation. You're in the state, and people are bawling. You can hear him. There was 5,000 people in this room. You could hear people crying, and I love his events because, I mean, there was one part where I was sitting there sobbing, and hands, I'm about to cry now thinking about it, hands just came from every direction, in front of me, behind me, all different walks of life, all different um, languages, I mean, there was a the gentleman in front of me that spoke French. That very little English he had. They have um, interpreter, like headphones on, and there's people in booths. Every like his hand, they all just came and put their hands on me. Very moving, and I'm of course tearing up now because it's such a loving, and beautiful thing that that there's no judgment. There's no judgment in this space, and that's what I feel like I am. I am trying diligently to pass on to all of you in these podcasts. Stop the fucking judgment, whether it's me saying fuck or me talking about orgasms. Get over your fucking bullshit. One of the comments on my iTunes lately was, um, this is a powerful podcast, Uh, my only complaint is that she curses and I would like my daughter to be able to listen. Well, number one, I don't claim that this is a children's show, but I do have a lot of followers that are eager to have their children listen, which might even have their kids listening to this one, because they look at it as an opportunity to, number one, get out of their bullshit story. Number two, not teach their child that bullshit story. Number three, have a teachable moment where, you know, oh, there's Julia, she said that word again, and it's okay. Like, sometimes we got to say it. Yeah, okay, I don't go and, and run through the grocery store and say, fuck, fuck, fuck. There's an appropriate time and place. Now, if I ran to the grocery store and stubbed my toe, chances are it'd probably come out and I wouldn't feel bad. It would just come out. So anyway, at this Tony Robbins event. The you know, we had to share what we were writing. And so this woman began to share with me who she was stunning, radiant, beautiful, dressed to the nines, just you know, told me she had this husband and beautiful children. You know, that's how you show up. You show up with your story of perfection. But then things begin to change as you're really getting true. Like you're, you, you got to be real about your story. So she began to tell me how she and her husband had not had sex in 21 years. I about fell over. And my first response before I knew anything else from her is, I said, "I bet. I hope you have an arsenal of fucking amazing toys." <laughs> That was my response. Now, she turned, she blushed and like looked down, and I said, Sister, I am serious. Are you, oh, my God. So we got to talking, and now they have separate bedrooms for 20 years. He does his business, you know, his own pleasure um, jacking off, whatever you want to call it. He does his own in his room, and she knows that. Um, and she does nothing, and it hurts her feelings. Well, let me just tell you. <laughs> Um, I asked her how long it had been since she had an orgasm, and she said she couldn't even remember. Because in her mind, her eyes, her thoughts, her bullshit story, that is a bad thing to do for her to take care of business on her own. Or, I'll be honest, 21 years of no sex and you're in another room, I would have had probably at least one other lover by then. (laughs) There's no way. No way. Pretty selfish of him, basically. And we won't get into that. We're not going I'm not getting into name calling, but the whole, I'm going to withhold love and sex. And I'm not going to tell you ever why you're just going to always wonder if it's because you're not pretty enough, not good enough. Like that's what she was living with. So we work through all that. And then it really is about writing your new story. That's what Tony teaches us, and that's what I teach people to do. And we began writing her new story, and I told her, I said, girl, don't even hold back. Like, let's write your fantasy lovemaking or fucking or whatever the hell you want to call it. Let's, you write that. Write that. And if it's your husband you want to imagine doing that to you, perfect. If it's someone else, that's perfect too. You just write your lovemaking scene." So by the end of the event, five days later, she came up to me. And she just was beaming, smiling from ear to ear. She said, I just can't believe it, Julia. She said, something has happened between my husband and I. Now, you know, they went there together, but they had to sit separate. They couldn't be together for the entire event. So he was surrounded by his sole siblings, his team that was going to help him through his shit and heal it, and she was surrounded by hers. That's what happens. And she said, oh, my God, she goes, last night we sat and talked for hours. I fell in love again, and he fell in love again, and, and she didn't go into details, but I have a feeling she might have had an orgasm that night with him <laughs> together. So let me move on to another story because I just met with a client I just did a reading for a client yesterday, and her name is Rachel. I'm giving a shout-out to Rachel. Rachel, you're a fucking badass, and you know that. We covered that last night. Hello, girlfriend. I'm sending love to you. She did give me permission to use her first name and talk about what happened with her last night because it is pretty profound, and it, it's going to cover kind of what, not even kind of, it's going to cover what past lives, how past lives can affect orgasms this lifetime. Seriously. So Rachel has a lot going on. We talked about a lot. We, you know, it's her time to heal. It's time for her, step, for her to step up. And we covered a lot of ground in an hour. But something came up because she asked, why do I not have orgasms? Or why can I not have full orgasms? Or, you know, I almost get there and just nothing. So as soon as she asked that, I began to see the past life with her as a slave. And I asked her, I am seeing you as a slave, and number one, the first thing I just need to ask, does that seem to resonate with you? As I said, I see you as a slave, her eyes got big, and, like, she had this aha moment, and she said, yes, I have always thought I was part of the Underground Railroad. Well, then, to me, I was like, holy shit, well, I was. I saw my lifetime there. I was part of the Underground Railroad, helping people escape, just like I'm doing this time, only just to escape from your own bullshit stories. And so I said, girl, I have no doubt we met before because we we find each other, we travel in the same circles, whether we meet each other for a day, a week, or we're in each other's lives forever. I said, I am not surprised. So it's nice to see you again. Like I'm telling her that as I'm looking at her in the screen. So I said, honey, I'm going to tell you this. What I learned from those of us that were slaves, number one, it was one of the worst most god-awful, horrendous lifetimes that we have lived. The torture, the beatings, the torment, the poverty, the sadness, it just never stopped. And uh, by the way, I am writing a book about my experience where I learned that I was a slave, and it's when I was staying in Cambridge, Maryland. It all unfolded right before my very eyes. And so I'm writing a book about that, which my friend Kathy, hey, Kathy, she believes it will be a movie. Who knows? I just share my stories to help others. So as we're talking about this, and I said, you know, if, if in fact you were a slave, many of us were, you know, if we were female, we were raped over and over and over and a lot of us were like baby making machines. So we would just have babies and they would take them. We wouldn't even get to hold them. They just rip them from us. And they would either be given to what I saw in my past life at least, the white women who could not have children. They were given to them. Or they were raised separate from us to be slaves. Or sex, you know, like sex slaves. And so I said. If that, in fact, happened to you, then do you understand how that would affect that area, your female area, all of it, to where, like for me, it affected me having children. That's one of the lifetimes where they just kept taking my children. So this lifetime, I was like, well, fuck you. You're not taking my kids, and I'm not having any. So I had a miscarriage, and I had an abortion. And it wasn't until later in life I saw the past life, many past lives, where my children were taken from me. Who knows? Maybe if I would have seen those at 20 or 30, maybe I'd be a mom now. But I'm not. But at least what I can do is share it and spread it and spread the word and try to waken your soul if this this pertains to you so that it doesn't affect your life the way it did me, the way it did mine. So as we're talking about this, and I was saying to Rachel, how about we do, I said Archangel Michael just showed up, why don't we do a really it's going to sound crazy, but a really crazy, cool, amazing healing exercise with Archangel Michael. I said, are you in? And she's like, yes, I'm game. Like she was like, yes, whatever it's going to take. I said, now I'm going to tell you, there is a a healing angel called Archangel Raphael that a lot of people call on. And I do too. But I said, Archangel Michael, he creates miracles with that sword of his. The sword that he carries is magical. I was describing to Rachel, it glows, it has sparkles on the tip of it, and I said, I can't tell you how many times I've been working with people, either one-on-one, or during readings, or even in a group reading, where something has come up, a physical issue, even if it's and, and related to emotional, doesn't matter, but it was causing something physical to happen or not happen, I said, I call an Archangel Michael, he comes in, and he sticks his sword with all those sparkles of light into the area that is the problem. Now, I have done this over the years with my clients and they have they have professed that I am healed. Like I, one woman had excruciating back pain during a group reading and I was talking to other people in the group, but I did tune into her pain and I said, are you having some really horrible back pain? And she said, yes, I have, like, um, rod, I think it was rods or pins or something in her back. So I said, girl, okay, so Archangel Michael's going to come in, and I had them all close their eyes, and I took them through this, like, little meditation of get, calling the light in, and I said, and Archangel Michael's going to stick his sword, the tip of it, right in your back where it hurts. At the end of that reading, she said she had zero pain. I mean, she was floored. So with Rachel, we did that. Guess where he stuck that sword? Ha! I I said, "Girl, he's gonna stick his sword right in your twat." <laughs> she just started laughing. She goes, "Oh my God, that's what I call it." So it's so funny that you would say that. And I said, "No, it's not. It's because they use your language while we're talking." So we did it. We did the meditation. I got her. Just it was real quick. And I said, "Archangel Michael, sticking it right there, and it's gonna heal your past soul wounds of what happened in that area." And we did this whole like affirmation while his sword was there, like, it is safe for me to have orgasms, it is wonderful to experience them, it is okay to feel them, it's okay to feel down there, it's okay to love down there, like, we did all these affirmations. Now, um, you know, we'll see when I hear back from her, if and when I do, you don't have to, Rachel, but I'll let you know, I'll update you on that and see if she is actually having full-blown orgasms now. Pent-up energy (laughs) needs to be released. And if you are not experiencing orgasms on a regular basis, uh, I am telling you, female or male, you have got some pent-up energy in that area. And that does not, you know, that affects us negatively. So whether you need to find a really good toy or not a toy and use your own whatever uh your own hand i don't care like or your partner however it is start having orgasms and if you and your partner have you know drifted apart and it's just not happening anymore and it's been years or months or whatever A lot of times your partner's just waiting for you to make the move. They'll jump right in as soon as you bring it up. Or maybe you go online and you buy some new stuff that you can use together and you say, I got a a special box on the way. Mark Thursday night off because it's hours. And whether you got to do it sober or you like to have a glass of wine before you do it, doesn't matter. Make the move. Don't wait for your partner to do it. Stop feeling rejected because whatever you're feeling, your partner's probably feeling the same. If your partner doesn't want to, is not interested, take take matters into your own hands, literally. You know, lots of life coaches actually teach that when you are having an orgasm, that you are envisioning all that you your happy life, your beautiful life unfolding before your eyes at that moment of orgasm, because that is a very high vibration of manifesting. You know, don't teach your kids that this is bad. This is a bad thing. Why can't you just teach them that God gave you this beautiful gift that, yeah, it feels really good and we can we can partake? We do have to go on with other things in our life and do other things, but yes, we do have that as well. That's another instead of you know making a, a child feel disgusting because they finally realize that that what that feels like, they've come into their their own, they've come into that age where that has been awakened. I pray that you can stop your bullshit stories, start writing new ones, so that you don't pass them on to your kids, to your followers, to whoever it is that looks up to you, that learns from you, that listens to you. This is the way we change things. This is the way we change the world. We change ourselves first. As Gandhi says, be the change you want to see in the world. And if that changes, that people stop saying fuck. (laughs) You don't want to listen to my podcast anymore. (laughs) I'm just being honest. I will never stop being me. It feels too damn good, and it took me too fucking long to get here. My hope is that it does not take you as long as it has me. Sending massive love to you. I hope you have many, many orgasms. God bless.